SoccerChronicle.com informa Los Cachirules, el podcast con más garra, pasión y picardía que hasta el equipo de todos. Y ahora con ustedes, Los Cachirules. All right, this is Los Cachirules, a semi-weekly podcast that talks about Liga MX, international football, politics, scandalous topics, and anything else we want to talk about for about the next 90 minutes or so. My name is John Jagu. Well, we have our usual cast of folks with us tonight. We have uh, all the way from Connecticut, Christian Vélez. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite all right. How are you guys? We have from uh, somewhere in Southern California. I'm just going to say Rancho Cucamonga. Does that cover everything? We have uh, Daniel Preciado. How are you, sir? I'm excellent. It's not Rancho Cucamonga, is it? Escondido. Escondido. Is it next to Rancho Cucamonga? No. I'm <coughs> that's LA County. Um, I'm in uh, San Diego County. So. I'm, oh, so uh, you're way south. Yeah, so uh, just think uh, Oceanside uh, to, to the east. Okay. I know where that is. Oceanside's really pretty. I, I don't know about much, much of Escondido. Anyway. All the way from here, I'll, be, I'll be happy to give you the tour. I will, hey. I, anytime I can go to uh, Southern California in the summer to get away from the heat, I'm all for it. All the way from Aaron, Aaron, someone who knows about heat, uh, Fernando Regino. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about you, John? Doing very well. Down in Buda, Texas, Albert Campa. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, everybody? Doing good. Up in Philadelphia, you can take him out of Houston, but you can't take the Houston out of the boy, Ronnie DeLuna. How are you, sir? And uh, I am su servidor, John Jagu. Good to be with you guys. First topic, let's jump right into it. Chivas, they continue to suck. They're not in the <laughs> in the Liga. Joel said something that was just sacrilegious earlier today. He said, America needs to win the 13th to... to, to Start a fire under Jorge Vergara's ass. I actually said that. Oh, was it you that said it? Well, I totally I, agree. <laughs> I said that when I told I told Hoyle that, and he actually agreed. Yeah. That's the only way you can get better. Of course, they can win their 13th in the Clausura 16. Well, keep in mind, keep in mind, you know, the winter transfer, you don't have a lot of preseason. I have never understood why a team would want to bring in like four or five guys in the winter transfer. We can talk about that later. Okay. But first of all, we have uh, Liga MX, the Liguilla, the playoffs, going into the semifinals with four of what I would consider the, you know, four of the maybe six or eight historic teams, or popular teams at least in the league. Tigres, who even though they don't win much, are just it's so much fun to watch a game from there because the crowd is always totally. Um, is it Aggie like the Tigres fans? Tigres y locos. 
Yeah, they're a cult. Are they? Okay, yeah. so it is Aggie-like. For it is. Very. Well, maybe I don't know if I like them that much anymore. <laughs> anyway, so Tigres plays Toluca, the battle of hate between two coaches of Tuca and uh, J.S. Cardoso. And then we have, of course, the Clásico, the, 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 Mex the Chilango Derby, Pumas America. Should be a lot of fun. Well, I'll throw it out there. Uh, out, out of the four teams, who impressed the most? Uh, single single game series, obviously, would be America's 4-1. Uh, I, I probably would have to say that as far as, you know, playing two solid games. Mm, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, with, with yeah, with Guignac. Or Guignac, Guignac by himself. Yeah, Guignac was lighting it up, you know, Dom was lighting it up too. So, I mean, overall, I think, you know, 180 minutes, I think, you know, I would have to agree that it was a, it was a Tigres. Well, that makes sense. that They were the only ones that won both legs, and they, they did it in the, in, the, in the style of Tuca. Did Jurgen Dam get hurt? Did, was he injured at the end of that? Uh, I, I, well, he, I, he kind of looked like it, but uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't read anything about it afterwards. They haven't, they haven't made any clarification or announced any kind of. Well, I'm just curious, you know, for for, for the neutral, uh, how many neutrals we have? I know Christian, you're a neutral, right? In, the, in these four That's games, right. you know. That's right. So, That's right. From, from a neutral perspective, he's not doing Chivas fan. Come on, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd say, from my perspective, Tigres is is um, the more uh, attractive uh, team in that sense because they have two young Mexican wingers that are part of their starting lineup. Uh, most notably, Jurgen Dam is is a player that that I like to watch. I think he's he's come he's come a long way since he moved from Tecos to Pachuca. Um, his decision making has gotten a lot better, and, and um, you know I think the, the idea for him with his move to Tigres was um, simply to, to to maintain some consistency before he makes a jump abroad. Uh, a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen because Tigres paid so much money for him, but uh, I do feel like his his involvement with the national team is going to help him uh, attract some, some another. You know, uh, some some suitors as well. I mean, I know he already had a, a bid turned down before he moved to uh, Tigres, uh, but I mean, as far as, as the the clausura, the this, I mean, the the Liguilla goes. I'm 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 looking at Tigres right now. I think they're they've got something pretty solid going on, and and I think Toluca, you know, they could surprise as well. I mean, all four teams really, all four teams have have done enough to really be in the top four, so. It'll be an interesting series. To they say were the clearly the four best teams in the tournament, so it'll only stand a reason. Now, here's a question. Gignac has obviously done really well, and he speaks very highly of the league. Is there a chance, say after the Euro, that an America or a Monterey or someone like that goes after a, a high-dollar Euro guy? Most definitely. What do you all think? It's possible. It's possible. I mean, Guignac has had a tremendous amount of success, um, but I don't know if that's circumstantial. I don't know if it's just a combination of the player coming to Mexico with with uh, sort of a chip on his shoulder. 
an interesting way to compete with MLS because MLS wants to bring the guys that are you know have made a name for themselves. They're you know they're coming here to it's like a stud fee basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie and I talked about this a few weeks ago, um, and we wondered what kind of impact this would have, like uh, the success of. Uh, of Guignac and 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 how would how would that work out for the rest of the teams that have the money to spend and bring you know maybe shift their eyes from the South American market towards Europe and see who might be interested in coming you know uh, specifically players that are not South America of South American descent right absolutely that are in Europe you know, spe specifically European players you know at least of that level of Guignac there are there are a number of players that could potentially thrive in Mexico, but I mean that, that remains. You know, like uh, that that um, Guignac coming to uh, Tigres is almost the same as uh, Tigres basically trying to copy when Chupete came from, you know, from Chile to, to Monterrey. Yeah, they got a great player, you know, and that and I, I agree that that player is amazing. I saw that Chilena he scored, that was out of this world. Well, I think one of the the things that that may aid in, in in getting those European players is the fact that he's getting called up to the national team. I think it's one thing to go there and get paid, but I think if you're going to go to Mexico and you're going to continue, and you and if you get called up to the national team and you deliver still, then I think that more than anything, I think speaks of the uh, of the level that he's continually. Seen on a weekend, week out basis, and which well, I think the thing, will the tell thing. other players like, "Hey, yeah, no, the level's really good," and then it'll it'll show when when he with them with the national team. The biggest difference between the Mexican teams and the MLS teams is the Mexican teams have a boatload of money to spend, and they they can get they can they're not going to get like the Messi to the hundred million uh, transfer. That's not going to happen, but they can certainly spend. Between fifteen and twenty, without breaking a sweat. Yeah, oh, but there's no level reason as well. I think the level of play, uh, the but, level of play that they're going to be uh, seeing week in and week out. I think that's uh, that's going to be a big selling point. I think also. Well, yeah. here, here's here's another thing that's going to determine you know if if Mexico can get the European player. You know, ob obviously, you know when when a European player looks at the U.S. and looks at Mexico, obviously, you know. Unfortunately, when they think of Mexico, they think of the narco wars and they think of the crime and stuff like that. And that's going to be a deterrent, and it can be. Uh, I mean, also, you know, South Americans, although they know that that happens in Mexico, you know, they they know from their contacts that it's not always, it's not like that, you know, all around. Uh, I, I mean, Mexico does need to clean its image a little um, in the long run. I mean, not just just for the sake of Mexico, but also for the sake of you know. But you know, this could go a long you know, way. From the, from the that. perspective of the of the French players, I mean, they had that uh, that terrorist uh, attacking the city, and that was, you know, that made a lot more headlines maybe than any Mexican narco wars recently. And what I wanted to comment too is 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 uh, you guys mentioned about the the national team prospects for international players. For the longest time, uh, Argentina and Brazil, they they would never call their any of their Mexican players, right? I don't even think the Cavino get a call-ups when he Never. was. In it's, it's really kind of frustrating because they had no for that. They didn't. That was the weakest link on their '78 and '82 team. Yeah. Well, and uh, but recent, recently, uh, when Diego Maradona, when he had a 
the Argentine national team, he, he started calling up some of these guys just 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 for the qualifiers. Remember, he had a, a qualifier base, and I, I remember he called up uh, Vilar, he called up Chaco. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think they played because Chaco ended up playing for Mexico, getting capped by Mexico. But he also no. he also called up uh, the defender Basanta. Yeah, that was, Basanta that, was no, that wasn't Maradona. That was uh, no, he, that, he was played, uh, that was last year. Basile? Was that Coco Basile? No. Yeah, but he, he played in both. He played no. in ten and a fourteen. Well, keep keep in mind, keep in mind that in '86, uh, Bilardo called up uh, Hector Celada, uh, the goalkeeper for America, and he was part of the you know he was part of the team. That was uh, in the World Cup, you know. That you know. Now, obviously, he didn't play, but you know. There's, there's been La Volpe uh, too, right? La Volpe mm. too. Uh, he well, no, no. La Volpe is a World Cup champion, man. No, no, he, he was, but he wasn't in Mexico at the time. We're talking yeah. about players that were in Mexico playing. And, uh, yeah, he and, went and, like, to Mexico afterwards. Yeah, Salada was actually in Mexico when he got called up. Yeah, um, as of, yeah. As of right now, you have the number two and number three goalkeepers for Argentina, both playing in Mexico. <laughs> The They're only both very, very the, good goalkeepers. The, the only Brazilian that I recall that was actually called up while he was in Mexico, uh, it was the, the, uh, the he actually no he died in car accident. But the the, the, uh, the guy that basically is famous for saying Mexico that hey I give passes and they would give me watermelons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy, that guy, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's got me. Uh, le, le uh, me regresan. Sandia, Sandia, you know, yeah, but if you see melones, it actually rhymes. So, you know, how how about we change it to just melones? Sandias y melones. <laughs> That's so revisionist of you. Yes. Hey, man. You know, forget history. Post postmodernist, dude. Ah, bueno. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I don't, I don't, you know, not a postmodernist. <laughs> I mean, you know, a team like the Monterrey, certainly. What is it? FEMSA that owns them. I mean, they make, they, they probably spill $20 million worth of Coke on the ground every day. No, I mean Coca-Cola. <laughs> on the ground every day. So they, they can easily afford to get a guy like, with their new stadium, compete with Degadis, let's face well, it. I think, I think it'd be interesting to find out uh, what exactly the story is behind Iñak signing with Tigres because, I mean, it, it could simply, you know, he might have wanted to change the scenery. You know, Ronnie's over there eating his bars. Of, what, what is that? Like, uh... I think he's eating cereal over there, but uh, anyway, it'd be interesting to see what what exactly led him to come to Mexico. Because I mean, it could it could be as simple as you know, he wanted to be in Mexico, but he also wanted to be close to the U.S. I mean, that might play a part in it. That might give the northern teams a bit of an advantage when it comes to signing these players. Who knows? Uh, and also, I, I think the most important thing is is what kind of vision the front office have for these kinds of signings because it's almost a foregone con conclusion that they're going to go after South American players. I know Pachuca is right now looking at, I think, Miller Bolaños, Pachuca and America are both looking at him. Um, I don't, a team like Pachuca, I don't, I don't really see him going after, you know, a very expensive sort of European player because that's not really their model. But Santos, you know, maybe uh, Monterrey already has a pretty good team. Um, I think it depends, you know, what can we offer these players you know, uh, that they won't find in MLS. I mean, when it comes to, you know, uh, lifestyle and, and, and security and things like that, that, you know, become part of the equation as these players get older and begin to, to have their own families. Well, hey, uh, yeah, I, uh, 
I, I guess, go ahead, John, because you're going to touch on what I wanted to mention. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Monterey is a great place to live for somebody like that. I mean, then there's so much money in that city. And the uh, other little rejas running around. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, seriously. Was that neighborhood that uh that they mentioned uh, San Pedro Garza Garza or San, or San, San Nicolás? San Nicolás de los Garza. That's right where the university is. And that's better than some of the neighborhoods in the U.S., right? I mean, it's up oh, there with the, the Beverly Hills type. It's uh, like Pasadena. Okay. Yeah. Without a beach, though. I think the U.S. Wait, had... man, the island's only two hours away. Pasadena's <laughs> the beach, dude. Well, the, the, the Hollywood effect is also there for the United States, just uh, like the example being Beckham. There's also the Miami Heat effect, the, the stars and stuff that are in the U.S., and, you know, that's mostly Carlos Vela perspective, but... Beckham is the biggest example of going to the U.S. just to yeah, but increase their fame and that's a no. I mean, like the, when when Thierry Henry was here in New York with uh, with Rafa Marquez, they they would seriously they were walking around Manhattan, taking a subway everywhere, and they loved the they loved the aspect of of people not uh, not bothering them, you know, just just letting them be, and you know, people would come up and ask for an autograph here and there, but but it was mostly just. Yeah, they, you know, they they were just doing her thing, and I think maybe, it was just Brendan Donovan following them around, huh? Pretty well. <laughs> I mean, Landon, Landon's a you know, I don't know how I don't know how he how it went for him in, in L.A., but uh, I I, fi- I I would figure that you know, there's the players are if, if these players are you know, hypothetically speaking, if they're single single men, I'm not sure it would be a problem. I mean, Mexico has a lot to offer in that sense. But if it's a family thing and they're not well informed as to which areas in Mexico are, are currently, you know, uh, you know, dicey, so to speak, then that might that might just be a perception thing that might might you know dampen whatever interest they may have, and then then obviously the U.S. becomes a more attractive option in that sense. However, I mean, uh, the, the standard of play when it comes to Mexico and the U.S. there's a difference b- between the leagues, and if it's it's, you you gotta you gotta hope that it's a situation like like Guignac where where you, these players want to come and, and really do want to hit the ground running and and, and and respect themselves and the league uh, by by not you know not taking it lightly. So I mean, it, it, this is sort of an experiment in that sense. You know, I mean, we've we've tried we've seen African players in Mexico in the '90s, um, which I think was a pretty big success for America in that mm-hmm. sense, uh, for the most part. Um, in the last decade, I only remember one player of African descent playing in Mexico, and that was the guy that played at um, Atlante. Uh, hey, wait a minute! You don't you don't count the Costa Chica guys, the you know, uh, like uh, Melvin Brown, uh, Roberto Nurse. Uh, well, I mean, Joel yes, and no, yes and no. Jolie, what was the Robert Nurse uh, nickname? Gallo Negro. Robert. Ah, Roberto Nurse is, is Mexican, born of Panamanian heritage. Not sure that quite counts. I mean, you know, could you know France has a lot of you know African players uh, or at least African descent. Could Mexico be an option for those guys? That's kind of what I'm getting at in a sense. I don't know. I mean, the Kenyan thing is after after seeing uh, Samir Nasri and uh, and and Benzema, you know the all the the blackmailing thing. Yeah, the blackmail thing. I think we don't want that kind of element in Mexico or the U.S. <laughs> Seriously, it fit right in, man. It fit right in. Come on. 
But I think Guignac, you know, coming over and then his son being born in Mexico, I think that kind of, that changes the image a little bit because, you know, he's in a nice neighborhood. He's getting paid well. He's still getting called up by his national team. His kids are over here. You know, he's... Well, one of the fastest one of the fastest ways to get players over here is actually through coaching. So if you hire coaching that right. have coached that that have coached in Europe, and they come back, uh, case in point, uh, uh, Juan, Ma, Juan Manuel uh, uh, Leon, who we were supposed to have a long conversation about last week, but uh, you, know, you guys check it out. But that's either here nor there right now. <laughs> hey, we, we can do it, man. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Alright. Like, like, uh, the fan no. of really for Gignac, one comment I want to make on him. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's evident, it's obvious his love for the fans, the Tigres fans. For him to yeah. make Jesse Locals sign in France, that's just obvious. So his I don't know if his decision worked you know, if he knew about the fan base and the passion that they had but arriving there. You know, he he loves the culture now just because of that. Just because oh, of, I tell you, I tell you, he already knew. He already he had a welcome when he arrived at the airport. Even one of my one uh one of my uh, aunts, she's from you know Levalos Tigres, and she got a picture with him. It was like a big deal over there. Trust me, man, he knows. He definitely knows. Well, he knows now. If he didn't before, so that that could help Tigres at least, and maybe Pumas because they got a, I think the second best fan base. I mean, best case scenario, we can get uh, Matthew Valbuena to come over because, you know, things are not going well for him over there. The whole blackmail but thing. He might there's just... a whole bunch of guys where things aren't going well for them. They're sitting on the bench. You know, they're just looking for an opportunity. I just think it's, uh, you know, right. if, if you're going to spend money on foreign players, go get you some really good ones. Does that make Gignac the number one uh, choice now for France? No, I don't. Well, maybe depends on what happens with uh with with Benzema, but I don't think he's going to be returning. And at least it doesn't look like it from what I've read. They said a year. He gets a year of jail time. <laughs> yeah, this is not looking good for him. And, and just from a public uh, standpoint, I mean, you can't have someone like that back on the team. I, I, I yeah. it's difficult but, to know see what? him back in. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's it wasn't it wasn't just him. There's a couple other players that are involved, so. At some point, the coach will have to make a decision as to which ones he'll get rid of. I mean, Benzema seems like an easy target because he's directly involved and uh, he's he's facing you know some legal issues because of that. So um, this could, I mean, I don't know, in some weird way, it could be beneficial, you know, for Liga MX if they wanted to go after some of these guys. Who knows? Well, was get Karim Benzema? Going going back to uh, you know Juan Manuel. Uh, Leo, you know, if we were, to, you know, if Mexico, if the Liga of Mexico were supposed to get, you know, better, you know, better uh, players from uh, from Europe and even South America, you know, part of what Juan Manuel Leo said in that interview, you know, is right. And I know we were arguing online between us about, you know, style over substance and you know, blah blah blah. But you know, but Leo, you know, when when the reporter asked Leo at that uh, at the football convention. You know, the reporter wasn't talking about the Liga Mackeys. He was talking about the Argentine League and, you know, asked him, I said, hey, um, you know, many experts say that the Argentine League is the most competitive in the, in the world. And flat out, boom, he says, uh-uh, it's the Mexican League. Those guys, you know, when, when in terms of, you know, football style. And then, you know, he followed up with the question, <laughs> and what do you call it? And he basically said that, you know, what, what the players, you know, what 
Liga Mackey's do is that they engage and you're and they're expected to engage. I, I think the Liga Mackey's in Mexican soccer in general has has really, you know, gone up in the last ten years. Uh, the the image of it. So I mean, Brazilian players, whether it be Brazil, whether it be you know Argentinian, whether it be European, they can go they can go to Mexico and their game is not going to drop because it's a, it's at a high level. Um, I just I think that you know I think we have a good product despite what you know the media in Mexico says. You know they're always trying to you know they're always trying to thrash it, but I mean honestly, it's a it's a good product. It's not inflated too because. I mean, when you got guys like Chaco Jimenez, you know, way past their prime and out of shape, <coughs> or, you know, guys like Johnny Magallon that finally they get in shape because they got called up to the national team by Hugo, or or even uh, Conejo Perez, that he's he's obviously, he's a step too slow, he's, you know, he, he jumps a foot too slow. You're always going to have journeymen, you know, in every league, you know? Yeah, but, but I mean, but, you know, <coughs> I think that yeah, brings that the quality of the league. You know, it's the same thing where, like, you have Chivas debuting guys that they really, sh they really, they're not ready for a debut. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they're they're making these these mistakes that maybe an experienced those are individual team philosophies that that are all pretty much almost detrimental to themselves. Like you said with Chivas, uh, bringing players in, young players that were not ready. And you also mentioned this before. You know, they, when they got rid of their you know, their second division team, all they really had was pretty much the under-20s to, to blood players in, and that's never going to be an, uh, a good enough level for 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 an 18-year-old to get accustomed to, to, you know, what the first team is doing and what, what he needs to do to get on the field. But, I mean, I think, I think Ronnie's got a point. I mean, uh, the level of the league, in my opinion, is very good. It doesn't have to be the best um, in the world. It's just... It's unrealistic to think that, but I mean, you know, top ten, top twelve. I think it's a realistic level. I think, uh, you know, you can see reflected in. You look at the traits of the Mexican player. Um, they're players that are technically very, very good, um, and they know how to combine uh, some of their physical traits with that technical ability. And and that's something that's that's always going to be a foundation in the sport. I mean, if you got if you have good technique. Are you talking about Neanderthal, Neanderthal traits? <laughs> never mind. Since I joke, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Hey, but you, you gotta check. Uh, what, what do you mean by technique? Because there's certain aspects of the Mexican soccer player's technique where you, you're left wondering, hey, what the heck? Well, you know, what do they do in practice? Like, hey, well, well, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let you expand on that before I answer the question because. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm just gonna say you. You go first. You tell me. What okay. aspects are that you think are maybe shortcomings or whatever? Uh, you know what the name escape escapes me, but recently, uh, just generally, you don't have any wide uh, midfielders or outside backs that are good at either uh, serving in a good wide cross or yeah. Well, well, to 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 correct Ronnie in the article from Liga, uh, he he was asked uh, what league is the most competitive. And he answered, the Mexican League is the best league in the world, um, talking about concept of play. And he says that everyone, the, the whole purpose of, of the team play is to score more, more goals than, the, um, than, your, than your, you know, your, the team you're playing. So I think being offensive 
uh, trying to score goals instead of just you know hope a goal goes in or play a play off a set piece maybe. Um, but that's that was what exactly his words is. It wasn't necessarily the most competitive, but the uh, the league that uh, in, that looked that that. In basically, juego. that's what he Yes, said. that showboated the most, basically. No, no, not showboated. Uh, I mean, Leo's, Leo's, and, and the argument, Leo's the argument, philosophy is no, he's an no. entertainer. He, I mean, no, no, he no, wants no. the teams to play entertaining. They, he likes the, the complete uh, total footballer. And well, I, I think read, I read that's it what it's more um, than your opponent. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and the, 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 the conversation or, or what we were arguing about was, you know, we're, we can't look at it from – from the from a lens of U.S. sports, where it's style over substance, because you know what Barcelona does, you know, and the philosophies of like you know Menotti and Pep Guardiola and, and, and obviously Leo, is that you know you you know you, you basically you basically play looking for the goal rather than waiting for an error and stuff like that. And to look for the goal, you have to you have to be technically and tactically superior than your opponent. Yeah, but that's and, and, but but part of that also is, is is you know individual talent. So it's not it's not a, it's not a matter of, of you know of like you know oh style where where you're, all you're doing is just juking and showboating. No, so no, you, you know how to trap the ball. You know how to you, you obviously you know how to pass the ball. You you know how to do off the ball movements. You know first touch passing and stuff like that. You understand the concept. You understand the movements. You understand what you're supposed to do. You know you're, you you can anticipate two three plays ahead of time. Right. And, and and that's and that's and that's what he's talking about. You know, you know it's valid. You know, playing for the counterattack, playing the the the, the 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 mouse and cat game and stuff like that. It's it's valid. You, you realize but, that that he's butting into a, a a big argument in in Argentina that's been going on for years. Is the yeah yeah the Bilardista. So he's pan, he's pandering to the Menotistas. He's criticizing the Bilardistas, but more importantly for me, he's criticizing the system. And the the style of coaches that have delivered uh, for Mexico, both inside the league and on the national team, and that's the La Puentista style, La Puente type coaches. What it says to me that article is when somebody claims that a league is the best in the world because their objective is to score more goals than your opponent. What does that say about the other leagues? That they're trash. No, 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 just that they've they've completely changed the way this uh, of 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 of, of, of how they get the win. Well, this is it's it's good thing you brought that up, John, because for years we've always been saying in Mexico that is that we don't respect the projects at you know at long long projects, you know, los procesos, because we've become too result orientated. And part of it is, you know, when you're ba- when you're basing, you know, your decisions on on performance and not so much on results. In the long run, the laws of averages are going to be on your side because you can win circumstantial. Hell, I mean, I remember a couple of years back, you know, Necaxa uh, had like basically tied almost the entire season. So I mean, it wasn't a great season, but it wasn't a bad season. They just played the laws of, you know, they just played percentages. You know, you, you know what I mean. I, I, if I recall, I think it was with uh, Raul Larias who played it. You know, Raul Larias, you know, gave La, La Puentista a, a bad name because you know La Puente, you know, La Puente, you know, he's not defensive. He just believes in balance. You know, uh, I mean, La Puente used to say that there's three things that you're supposed to do in football: you're supposed to attack, you're supposed to defend, and you're supposed to recuperate. 
you know, and, you know, very simplistic, but, you know, it, that's the essence of what he believed in. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, just looking at results and results alone is dangerous, you know, because you're, you're, you can win any, you can win by a penalty, you can win by a set piece, you can win by, you know, team goal. But when you're looking at it from a perspective of performance of basically, you know, always generating, you know, goals, generating goal opportunities, generating goal opportunities, sooner or later, it's going to work out for you. All right. Okay, but what's in relation to the national team, Ronnie, what do you think? I mean, I'd say that, I'd say that, that naturally the Mexican national team is a team that um, – whether it's an internal pressure or an external pressure, they always they always look to compete and to establish a tempo of the game because that's part of the uh, idiosyncrasia, so to speak, of the Mexican player. Um, but I think we also have to take into account that there are times when you know we we sort of had this we kind of got into it a little bit, not too much um, when it comes to results. Um, at the national team level, it's it's there's there's a there's a fewer number of, uh, of 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 metrics for for success compared to what you'd find in the league, for example, you know, or or in a you know, Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, La Conca Champions. Um, Mexicans in general have this, you know, uh, they they uh, they want their teams to play well, to score a lot of goals, to be entertaining. Uh, to provide entertainment, um, and when a team doesn't do that, they are heavily criticized, um, which I think is fine, at least at the club level. I think at the national team level, there is there is a distinction to be made about that, simply because um, the, the margin for error is, is almost a little bit smaller because the national team doesn't play a lot of games. Um, and then usually, you know, the tournaments that they have to play um, – there's not a lot of room for uh, for error, you know, and sometimes, you know, like you know, Pilar, I got a lot of lot of sl uh, crap this this past summer because of the way that the team played in the Gold Cup. It didn't play all that well. I mean, it, it sort of labored through the, uh, the the entire tournament, but they ended up winning it. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like we have to make that distinction ourselves, you know, as a fan. Uh, there are times for the team to play well and to play pretty and to win and and to roll over the opponent, and there are times simply when they need to win, and 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 I'm of the idea that when those times come about, I'm not particularly worried about how it happens. I just want to see the team win and go so to the next round and, and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you just don't turn it off. That uh, you know, if, if all you did was pick the best eleven players that Mexico had, that that's all Mexico needed, and. I think that became obvious that, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, we also had that, this is uh, like a sub uh, part of our debate where if it's the system or it's the players or if it's both or, if, or you know, maybe it just, you know, they all they all went to the same, uh, you know, they all, they all went to Rita's, came out happy and had a good game after. <laughs> Hold on, my Rita's? Over there in Houston? Yeah, Houston Rita's. Dude, they're <laughs> <in Houston now. laughs> God, I love that place. I used to love that place, man. <laughs> That's fun. All right, so moving on. America's playing Pumas. Yep. They just played. Uh, uh, was like ten days ago. I guess a week ago. 
I was in St. Thomas oh, at the oh, pool bar. Oh, I made people watch that game. Nice. John, John, John. Sorry to interrupt. Before we before we move on, around the table, around the table. Each of each one say what's more important, the results or the performance. Results. Yep, results. Well, you get you got to think. Results are more important, but if your results on a consistent basis are a result of that performance, it's not good in the long term. That's what absolutely, I agree with that. You can just take a look at an example. You know, a lot of people here thought that Hugo Sanchez was oh, he's like the second coming of Quexacualt or whatever, and um, and he played you know really well in the Gold Cup and in the in the Copa America he brought us to third place, but did all that substance get us anything? Nope. We were watching Confederations Cup from, you know, from the comfort of our homes. And watching the U.S. bunker all the way uh, to Spain. So, in the end, results are more important than whatever And the bunker substance. got them nowhere. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it's true. You know what? To me, that's a trick question, Ronnie. <laughs> no shit. It's a no trick question, dude, because, look, how can you say, you know... It, I mean, if you look at it, if you only look at results, so I, I understand kind of what you mean, but what you do is right. you adopt All a right. system to get you the results that you want, and you stick with it long term until, like, I know, like, in the Chivas board, we always talked about, like, hey, you know, we want to get Chivas uh, back to winning. It doesn't matter if it's a La Puente type coach that, you know, that takes, or, or you know, or, or not, uh, a pragmatic coach that takes the approach, okay, he gets a lead, then he kind of, sits back, absorbs pressure, and kind of tries to build on it via counterattack. And I think when you got a team like, like for example, Chivas that has lost that winning tradition and, and they have really bad management, you kind of just want some consistency, you know, where they're, 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 they're obviously safe from relegation. They're winning games. Once you're winning, you're winning trophies, and kind of you're on a high. Then, then and you, you have this safety cushion where you're, 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 your uh, your first team is delivering quality. You can start changing your approach and become into into uh, an entertaining team. And it, it's easier done at the club level. I think at the national team level, it's very difficult. Like uh, Chris said, you, you, they don't get a lot of games together. You know, if the, if the if, like let's say if you had your midfield and then a few other players on the same team, same club team, which goes back to having a good league, then it would be easier to kind of you know have a Certain style that kind of that's very eye appealing. <clears throat> All right, I think I, I, I want to give a real life anecdote. You know, and this it's not even uh, soccer; it's actually baseball related. When I used to play yeah, baseball, yeah, you know, no, no, it's just baseball. real short, real short, no, real, no, no, real short, real short. I was, in a, I was in a <laughs> just send us the link, man. We'll read it later. No, 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 no. I was in a serious slump. I was in a serious slump, dude. I was talking. I don't know, maybe about ten, ten games, nine, ten games where I wasn't hitting anything. Oh, <laughs> not. <laughs> So uh, you went to, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I, I must have been, I must have been like 14 years old, dude, and, I, and I was always not, not I could have hit, but I just, I couldn't that do anything. You used to go to, what's it called? No. So then, and I, I just like, you know, I was so down and just, just, just like no confidence. And I, I, I go up to my coach and I said, "Sir, I'm your coach." I said, "I don't, I don't blame you if you don't even want to play me this game." And he just like looks at me and he smiles and he's like, "No, you're fine." Like, what do you mean you're fine? He's like, what are you talking about? And I said, like, I ain't doing nothing. And he and he basically put, made he pointed out to me, he's like, in these past games, you've been hitting the ball really hard. I mean, I was like, you know, I was 
you know, pulling the ball. I was taking it opposite field, all line drives. Unfortunately, they were all just being caught. He says, don't do anything. Don't change anything. Don't change your stop. Uh, don't change your batting stance. You're hitting the ball where you're supposed to hit the ball. Unfortunately, you have nine guys out on the field that are trying to catch it. I said, it's going to come. So, I mean, that, 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 for some reason, that always, you know, stuck with me is that, you know, if something was working for you, you know, and it keeps working for you, and you're doing it right, you know, it's, it, eventually the laws of Roger will, will basically be in your favor. So, to answer it, I go over, I go over performance than results. Because of, if you're, if you're performing well over a long period of time, the results will come. Our news. All right, go back to League of Yeah, continue hiring. You can't have good results without good performance. It's you know, come on. Okay, that yeah, kind of goes hand in hand, I guess. Yeah. No, the Nads. I mean, you. <clears throat> there are teams but, that that get lucky. The Nads. <laughs> well, <laughs> would she say that? Them. I don't know. You know, well, there's a whole lot. Uh, of Hoel used to Hoel used to have like those those uh, those funny like fluke. Uh, threads, remember? Yeah. They'll have like 80 minutes of mediocre performance and then 5 minutes or 10 minutes of... And then they'll talk about how courageous their effort was. Like well, like, like Tim, Tim, Tim Howard's uh, 16 saves in the, in the in the World Cup against Belgium. Belgium. Game, yeah. I was yeah, like, come on! Right at him. I mean, it was just... But, you know, that, that's, that's, more of a, that's more of a style of play that... That's what the U.S. did in order to, to sort of close the gap talent-wise, and it became part of their DNA. So it, it's almost like when we talk about Mexico and, and players that are comfortable on the ball, I mean, that's almost a given uh, for the most part. Any player that comes to a national team, you know, they're not going to look at a place in that sense. They're players that are going to be okay with the ball at their feet. Maybe they won't excel. They won't be, you know, world beaters, some of them, but... But they're okay with that, and the U.S. kind of is the same way. But 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 over the last few years, they've sort of been found out as well. I mean, that that tactic that they employed isn't enough to get them through anymore. To the point that you see what happened to them in the Gold Cup, where they they lost to Jamaica in the semifinals and they lost the the third place game to Panama. So um, that's something they have to face, much like we have to face our lack of physicality in certain positions. That is has been a problem for Mexico over the past couple of years. Hey, but that's uh, that's Jurgen Klinsmann's uh, <clears throat> like uh, that's his approach because uh, when when he took over Germany, uh, like right after he mentioned uh, one of his interviews that he took the like the law that he you know they studied a lot of the goals that had been scored historically, uh, and that most of the goals they were only scored uh, only three players uh, touched the ball at most, so <clears throat> that's why like some of his decisions uh, during Germany where he. Instead of having Oliver Kahn, what's that? The other goalkeeper's name? He played for Arsenal. Uh, Le, Le Mans, Jens yeah. Le Mans. Jens Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah. Yes, he said that he he chose uh, Lemon to be the goalkeeper because, uh, you know, uh, ten, goaltending wise they were both equally good, but Lemon just hit the ball like a little bit further than Oliver Kahn, and so that's where he went with him, and that's why they practice a lot of set pieces. And you know, the problem Jurgen has, and and I think that what what he did with Germany was fantastic. That's Germany. You know, it takes yeah. 500 American guys to get one German guy uh, as far as talent. And, and I mean, I would say that about, I mean, okay, when I, would I, was in, about Mexico too. when I was in high school in Florida where it's mostly football, 
there was a German foreign exchange student who dominated. Like, oh, I'm sure. Three times better than any player on our team. But the only reason why this happens is because Kobe Jones doesn't play soccer. Yeah. No, he, had, he, don't, he, well, he, yeah. he played soccer, dude. He wasn't maybe that good. <laughs> no, I'm just making fun of that athletes, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Theory where like their best players are not playing soccer. No, it's oh, not. Well, LeBron that. James. John, take us back to to the playoffs. I got back, I got to, back to the got Max. Okay, we went off on a, a couple of tags. That's all right. It was only two games. It's good enough. All right. So Pumas America. Who is Pumas gonna play in the final? That's all I have to say. You know. <laughs> uh, you know I. It's, they don't have extra time in this round. It's just straight aggregate, right? And then that what they didn't do in this. Well, I guess yeah. they wouldn't have extra time. Yeah, it'll be it'll come down to league league uh, league position, like the league table. Um, <clears throat> that I think sucks. I'm I'm oh. I'm not sure Pumas will be in the final. I'm gonna say that. Just gonna throw it out there. I I don't see, and I'm not saying this because I root for America. I don't see Pumas in the final for two reasons. One, America plays better on the road, and obviously they play at the Seoul. Although it's still in the same city, they play better, you know, when they're outside of the Azteca. Where, where there's less smog? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah they're only, and, or and, less and, altitude. And no, no. It's just they're really reason. far apart, those two stadiums. I think it's like three miles. Yeah, I know, but I was like, meaning for some reason that psychological thing of not being at the Azteca just for this, for this reason. I wonder if but, they're going to buy over. But... Well, America's just a better team, honestly. I mean, I thought Pumas ended up number one in the league. But as far as uh, player personnel, there's no question America's the better team. No question. And well, I, I think... think you I, know, I think, if anything, I think that uh, this America team is, is really, you know, very... pretty balanced. It's, it's got a good... They, they've done well in defense. Uh, their transition is good. They have... Uh, they have some key difference makers... And I think Pumas has a couple of players as well that he could rely on, but I think that overall, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you, John. I think that America is just a little bit better at least, and I think that will show over the two legs. So I expect them any kind of final. That's just, that's just my personal opinion. Well, the other well, difference between the two is that Pumas actually plays better as a team, and, and that's one of the reasons why they did so well. So that could help. Yeah, no, sure. I gave it to America that they're going to be in the final too because have you seen How the training? How dare you, sir? Have you seen the training? They get into brawls in the middle of the training, like, you know, like with Javier Wemes beating up on the youngsters. You know, I don't know. Have you seen that? I don't know that video. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the fact that America is playing well and, you know, are the occasionally the team to beat. Chivas needs to get there too, but. It just makes the league better when the, the 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 big teams are playing well. I mean, honestly, would you guys rather be talking about a Pumas America semifinal or a Jaguares Puebla semifinal? Or what did we have last year, like Veracruz? I would prefer they they actually lose the series, though, to be honest, so they could be ready for the Club World Cup. That's, that's, that's when todos somos americanistas. Pumas can steal it. Thank you, right. Juan, if America wins the uh, the thirteenth, uh, America won't need the Pro de eighty five title anymore, so we can give that to Chivas if you guys want it. <laughs> All right, man. We we won't need it anymore, so you guys can keep it. It's yours, okay? 
<laughs> so if the uh, Colts doesn't at a final, start? do they move up the final? So because you, you sound a little rustled, uh, Ronnie. I'm not rustled. <laughs> the Jimmy's are. He's not rustled. <laughs> Just your Jimmy's. Hymas <laughs> don't get rustled here, okay? <laughs> oh, I, I think the Pumas can. I think Pumas can take it because if they put in Oribe, he's been playing bad. He's been tronco lately. Um, their main dude has been Sambo, and I, I think he's, I don't know if he's injured, but I heard some stuff that he might not play the first game. I don't know how true that is, but uh, Cause he's... the defense, I think, was a little bit iffy. They were, like, clearing balls into Paul Aguilar's back and stuff, and, you know, they did do good, and they did win. But I think Pumas, if they can, you know, play a little bit better than they did last series, uh, they might be Which able to know. You know, Veracruz is, a, I mean, think about it. It's easily the toughest place to play in all of Mexico because it's so huge. Over the past year, for sure. And then the team's been good on top of it. So, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that, that was a tough series. And, you know, it just cracks me up that I see all these people on Twitter complaining about the arbitro. The dude wasn't even offside. What are they complaining about? That's, that's you know what, that's a good topic because I feel like, there's way too much attention being paid to the refs in Mexico. And unfortunately for everybody, it's usually coming from the ex-referees that are now, you know, TV pundits. Like, uh, oh, never made a mistake. Well, right, like, like uh, Ramon Rizzo, for example. He's, he's a guy that, that will, will pause it. He'll pause the TV and take a screenshot of what he sees on the television, and he'll tweet it out. Like, there's a complete sort of dissonance here. Uh, when it comes to the referees, I mean, yes, they make mistakes, but at the same time, like you know, they're they're calling, they're making these calls in real time. You know, what I mean, we're sitting at home watching this stuff on TV with the benefit of replays and with the benefit of multiple angles. So I, I feel like, I mean, there are times when referees do make legitimate mistakes that cost teams a game or a series. It happens. It happens. That's part of the game. You know yeah. what I mean? But like when you when you're putting so much effort and, and focus onto the referee performance. I feel like it takes away from really analyzing a game and where the teams, um, you know, how often does it does it take? How often can a team say that the referee actually cost them, actually cost them a game? I mean, you can probably point towards a number of plays where the team could have scored, should have scored, should have defended better, X, Y, Z, whatever, and then you can maybe point towards a refereeing mistake. I just, I don't I like can... to, I don't like to sort of harp on the ref because I feel like. It's a losing battle anyway. Like the ref, what's the ref gonna say after the game? I don't know, man. I, I saw it. I called it. I saw it. That's what I. Whatever I called it. You know the one that sticks out for me, Chris. Uh, you mentioned about refs is uh, <clears throat> when uh, Team Cruyff took over Chivas, and there was some incredibly dubious bad calls. Like even for, I mean, I know referees make mistakes, but they were just incredibly dubious to the point where I thought, like, hey, you know what? This something switch is going on. There's a game against Santos where Chiqui Dracula, two valid goals, he just waved them off. Oh no, you know there there was like like a phantom foul by uh, I think uh, gosh who was in Chivas at the time? Who was a four? Rafa Marquez. Was it Ochoa? No, no, no. That was the greatest sign in Chivas history. God. No, Joe was gone. Dude. It was Lugo. Like that, that, I had that, that give us hope that we could have we could have played professionally at some level. Just years ago, <laughs> Ramon Risa was on the radio here in Austin, and I called him to the show, and I asked him. I said, "Are you just blind, or are you blind and deaf?" 
<laughs> he did not think it was funny. No, he's a he's a smug sob man. I don't. Uh, I look, Juan. I'll say this. I think that uh, even even in those kinds of instances, I would be, I would even I would be quicker to to point towards incompetence than I would be to point towards corruption. Um, not that it's not that it's unlikely, but it's just that a lot of those calls you can be like, oh man, shoot, like you got it wrong. But you know what? It, it sucks, whatever. But didn't he go but, to the World Cup after that, though? He he got seen by yeah. a league guy next to the World he had a Cup. Good World Cup. Yeah, he went to the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. Man, I was you know? so scared in the World Cup that he was gonna decide the Brazil Germany semifinal in just one of those awful letter of the law. Oh, you had to have all for seven seconds, goalie. You know, indirect. You know, something, something just absolutely protagonistically terrible. But the Germans took care of that, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's he, right. He took, he took mercy on him. Didn't even have added time. But he's all right. Ninety minutes. We're done. Yeah. Hey Juan, Juan, I want to get out of here. <laughs> hey, hey Juan, Juan, I got a question for you. What's up, dude? If uh, America and Toluca both reach the finals, who would you root for? Because one, you have America who would be getting thirteenth title if they win, or you would have Toluca that would get the eleventh title and tie Chivas. You know what, man? I would root for an asteroid uh, strike to hit the stadium at exactly that moment. So, which one, though? What do you want out of the scenario? It would be canceled. Yeah, asteroid strike. No, come on, come on, come on. Rock or hard on. <laughs> what? In the cave, waiting to come out later. Yeah, which, what, what, what scenario? What scenario? Which, what do you want, America or, or Toluca? I think he prefers um, uh, winning the Copa MX. <laughs> that's, that's messed up, man. Hey, you know what? That's right. Uh, Jolie was talking about that. You're not allowed to win uh, both tournaments. So, I mean, Chivas got their win already, dude. Come on. <laughs> what, 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 what would sting more? America winning the 13th or Toluca tying you guys? Uh, you know, I think, uh, I mean, if they deserve it, they should take it and... Uh, I think America winning the 13th and winning a few more that would definitely uh, that would put a lot more pressure on Vergara and you know hopefully that's uh, I mean short term it might look bad but maybe long term for Chivas you know Vergara will have to sell the team to the right I have a question for the that's the one that wants to turn them into a club like Pachuca go ahead sorry I have a question for Chivas how many titles has America won since Vergara took over. Three. Yeah, I think uh, with Carrillo and then with uh, Piojo, they won two. Yep. Okay, so if they won three and they put in light of fire, what makes you think this couple more is going to light up a fire? Well, keep in mind. <laughs> keep in mind. Since Vergara, America have won, what, three, you know, three league titles. They've won, what, two, CONCACAF. They've gotten, what, the uh, Super Cup, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, they've gotten some silverware. Chivas was the first team in, in Conca Champions history, Mexican team, to get eliminated in the group stage. I know. That's against an achievement a, a, right there? I, I, against a bunch of car washers, dishwashers, <laughs> fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> in America, also get eliminated uh, by that Panama team. Uh, but it doesn't matter. They were doing Teleton. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> what were they called? Celahu? Chilahu. 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 And Piojo was uh, the manager at the time. 
No, yeah. Chila, who beat Chivas? Oh, oh, that's oh, right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, the ones that were eliminated were... San Miguelito, uh, wasn't it? Oh, San Miguelito. America was eliminated, too. That's embarrassing as hell. But that, but that was against San Miguelito. Uh, a, a la Cuelense from, from Costa Rica, so, I mean, that sounds a little oh. better. Oh, so yeah, that was like semi pro. They had that Panama team in there that gave them problems, too. Uh, they had yeah, the Panama teams are actually really but decent. I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Chivas has lost to Hela Who, and they and they lost to <laughs> West Connection or Defense Force. And, I mean, they guys are a bunch of. No, Chivas lost to They're a bunch of. All this is very true. Hey, but the Chivas fans, they're still around. They're not going into hiding. You know? Disappearing for a few years. They're hiding oh, behind oh, the Copa Mex, you know. Oh, oh, oh really? So, <laughs> so are they sitting behind their seats at the stadium where I can't see them? Then. That's uh, that's Jolie. Damn man. That has, you know what I figured out about the. They're having financial troubles. You can't sell I just like to think that all the state, all like all that, you know, the sea of red. That it's just people sitting with the red, you know, shirts, Jiva shirts. As opposed it's to the, it's the color hey, dude, I, like, I just want to psych myself. Into stadium in the Classico. See, this is how what a media media is. You know what he should do? He should move the cameras to the other side of the stadium, the full side. Yeah. So that when they're playing, it looks like the place is packed. <laughs> you That's guys think I'm, I'm kidding? You know what? Or just replay video of when Chivas uh, plays America in Estadio Azteca. I'm serious, dude. Until they should just go. They should just play their games at the Tres de Marzo where Tacos plays. Why don't they just yeah. play them at on, on like Monday night or Friday night? Well, Friday night not so much, but uh, at night. The move to the move to Omni Life Stadium actually they it hurt their attendance more than more than their losing record because in Estadio Jalisco they were pulling a crowd. It yeah, wasn't you know, a, Estadio Jalisco is easy to get to. Yeah, you know, other places it's like. Uh, it's like only life is on the, it's not even it's not in Guadalajara proper. It's actually in uh in Zapopan. So it you know it's kind of a ride. To get, no, I'm just kidding. Have yeah, you guys no. uh, ever you know been to the FedEx Field in yeah, Washington? Exactly. Anybody been to FedEx Field in Washington? Nope. Yeah. Okay, no. ninety thousand, and there's one road in and one road out. That sounds like MetLife Stadium here in New Jersey. It's the worst. Really. Works. Yeah, it's right next to ninety five and, and uh it is it's just not Texas game every year for the past twenty years and I have never run into a traffic jam because there's so many ways to get out of the cotton bowl. And of course everyone takes the interstate. Anyway. Well, the MetLife, I, I take the trolley. I take him from from my house. I literally just walk across the street, take the trolley to the 30th station, and then from there go to New York and uh, or to the to New Jersey, and I get off the MetLife. Well, so yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah, it's like right you there. Take I mean, the train I, down I to MetLife. You uh, what's it? The fact that? that you guys have public transportation has really chaps my ass. <laughs> no, no, trust me. I've been living here ten what ten years. I still like the way things are done over there in Texas, okay? Oh, don't get me wrong. I like having a car, but if Not I have possible. to have a routine of going somewhere, public transportation. Well, here's here's my thing, though. The first time I actually ever got in public transportation was in – it was <laughs> – you're going to laugh at this one. Uh, it was actually in Europe, in Germany. Because, you know, and damn, like I was seeing all the damn women there. 
And then I come up here and I use the damn uh, color transportation. I'm thinking, shit. Sorry, you're going to have to bet that out, uh, Beto. Just with the, with the, the amber lamps? Nice. <laughs> the amber lamps? Yeah. Ran into the amber lamps when you got on? I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like taking public transportation over here for some reason. I love the metro metro in Mexico City because I am a good head taller than everyone. It's hilarious. (laughs) I feel like a giant. Wow. Surrounded by hobbits. Well, you know, not that small. (laughs) So, okay, so give me y'all's pick. I should say say public transportation. I should just say train because buses, I've taken plenty of buses, but... I should say trains, trains, you know, and, and, tra- and trolleys. In, in Europe, I like taking the buses more because you could see the city. There you know, are parts that you'd never, and you go, oh my God, I want it to go, you know, that you would never see in the subway. So mm-hmm. if your city is really scenic, there's a little tip for you. Take the bus. All right, let's do some picks. Who is going to make it to the final? Christian, who you got? Oof. I'm going to go with America Tigres. I think it's a more logical final. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Daniel? Um, yeah, I think America Tigres. Both of y'all suck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Fernando. America and Toluca. Just Guignac is good, but he's yeah. not good enough. What? Wow. Well, there you go. What were you saying, Daniel? Oh, nothing. I just uh, it, it'd be nice to see Luena uh, lift another trophy. Um, he's he. I guess he's the one person I'm rooting for. So I, I am hoping Pumas wins. If that's it means anything. Man. That dude still has a shot. He's fun to watch. All right, Juan, who you got? You know what? I'm a. <clears throat> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's a. Uh, Pumas and Tigres in the final. Wow. I think uh, La Lorena is going to come up big. Even wow. though, you know, I didn't see uh, good reviews on him on our on our, on our chat you know, so far. Uh, I probably watch him more than anybody, and he's okay. I mean, he scores goals, but he just, I don't know. He just doesn't have it. Nothing special, yep. huh? Yeah, he's just he's just a guy. He's a jag. Watch Picolin have the game of his life. Oh, man, yeah. better than... Was that not the best? His 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 roll around. Uh, yeah. Motion. Such a troll. If you ever got best. capped, if you ever got called up to a national team, I would probably cry. I don't want to see that guy in a national team, man. Dude, not, he was given his. Wait a minute. What if he deserved it, man? Team a break. They I were lost. Couple injuries away, dude. So don't 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 you know? He's. I mean, I don't know. We got Melitona. He got a couple caps. I mean, what? Why not, right? But no, no, no way, man. That guy sucks. He's a jerk. He's, He's a, a jerk. Jimmy. He's a Jimmy Hustler. <laughs> yeah, it, come on. You don't you don't want to punch him in his face when you see him rolling around like that. It's like, ah, uh, go jump off a window, man. Just go die. Hey, He's, He's wrestling in the other team, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Fair play. He's not even wrestled now. I don't. Uh, oh, I didn't think about his face. Man, that would be fantastic. The piccoliness going to wrestling. They, they probably have a career they in it. They're, just, they're, they're <laughs> ugly. That'd be brilliant. They, they, they're they're just, almost like a oh. movie. 
the Skeleto from Nacho Libre. You gotta wonder. I think one of those one of those guys is married, and you gotta. I mean, you know, obviously we're all old enough to know that looks are not everything. But for Christ's sake, man, that guy is just. The guy's not a looker, man. Neither one of those guys. I mean, those guys are just. Ugh. I used to joke so, with uh, Martin Del Palacio about every time he's like, "Man, who should I vote for for Player of the Year?" And I always respond, "Well, which one of the two picolinas do you like?" <laughs> 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 That's great. <laughs> it's a running joke. Okay, so Juan, you say Pumas Tigres. Is that correct? Juan has been muted. Oh, yeah, what he said. All right. All right. Oh, Albert. yeah, sorry. There we go. There we go. So you said Pumas Tigres, correct? Yeah, Pumas Tigres. Pumas Tigres. All right. Albert. Uh, I got Pumas Tigres also because I think America is going to be prone to uh, imploding. Uh, also, Pumas, I think they're going to put it together and probably squeak one out. Um, Tigres, I Pumas. think they're going to yeah they're going to they're going to go to the final as well. Um, but I could see them not going to the final if Guignac doesn't. The the thing I have with Guignac is all his goals lately have been high percentage or low percentage like gold assholes. Right. Yeah, and and the and the Chilena, although it was pretty nice, uh, it was off his shin guard. How, how lucky was that? <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. It just, hey, he's it, been you know, he's that, been studying that Chicharito tape. That goal that <laughs> that goal that Julian Green scored in the World Cup in the Belgium game, where he just threw his foot at it, barely catches it, and it goes yeah, in the net. It, just, it was a weird yeah. shot, but it <laughs> oh, what a great yeah. play, dude. He he threw his foot at it. That's all he did. He barely he miskicked it and it went into the net. Yeah, so th those chances aren't going to be there all the time. And if they run out and no one else steps up, like Jurgen Dam or Aquino, who hasn't been playing very well, uh, you know they they might be out of luck. But that's who that's who I think is going to go through. I think that's true. They they're a little too too uh, Guignac dependent right now. So if he doesn't come through, I mean Beto has a point. They might not even pull through. Hey, but hey, they're in the semifinal because even though it wasn't with style, he made it with his shin guard, but he made it. Wow. Hey, Pern, if it, hey, are Pern you, sounds are like pulling for Toluca just because it's Tigres, honestly. Pern, Pern just turned to the dark side. What? <laughs> yeah, he's leaving it in loco now, huh? Are you a rayado and then whoever else is playing Tigres that weekend? Is that who you follow? <laughs> hey, you know, I'm here to support my team. That's all. Okay, I understand. That's, that's cool. You're being political. Oh, I, I object to object Do we have any Toluca fans here? Is there anybody room for Toluca? Or? Todos, to, todos somos Toluca. For the radar, huh? Yeah, Fernando's root for Toluca. He's he's a choricero desde la cuna. He's a, at least he was since <laughs> yesterday. It, 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 what do they call him? Uh, Perra, Perra Brava, the, the fan club? Barra Brava. Barra Brava. They would say, soy Barra Brava y me quito la camisa. <laughs> Ronnie, who you got? Other uh, American who? I got American Toluca. Um... Uh, but that's who I have. I think I have America taking it. Yeah, have the best. They have the most depth out of all teams, meaning like bench and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's going to play uh, 
into it. Um, but I mean, that's as long as, and this is probably going to be the only time I'll ever root for them. Uh, you know, if America doesn't take it, I don't want to see Pumas take it. Uh, and there's two reasons because I want the two Mexican coaches to win the title. Because when the league league started, they were out of the eight. Out of the eight, there's only two Mexicans. So at least, and they were making a big deal, like, oh, the Mexican coaches, the Mexican coaches. Well, take that, you know, and sh- and suck it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know, Fair enough. I mean, All right. No, 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 no Russell Hamis, huh? <laughs> no, no. Like I said, I mean, it's. Very few outsiders win the Liga Mekis. Like the only, I mean, really, really, Alberto Jorge, when he went with Toluca, he wasn't an outsider. He's played in Mexico. Matosas? Uh, Matosas, I think he did play, like, uh, he wasn't a complete outsider, but as far as, like, he was in Segunda. For okay, a long yeah. time. Really, really, the only outsiders. Caixinha? Caixinha and, and Pasarela. You know, those are really the only outsiders that have won. I mean, other than that, most of them have been, you know, the vast majority of them have been Mexican. And the, the, as far as the foreigners, are guys that started their coaching careers and basically made their careers in Mexico. Mexico. Exactly. It, it, would you consider Hans uh, Westerhoff an outsider when he was uh, you taking know, Chivas to the final? I, you know, you know, I have a lot of respect for Hans. I, he got that team playing very beautiful, you know. Uh, obviously got them into the final, and then Galindo kind of, you know, had a really good run in the Copa Libertadores, and I thought they were on the right track. Uh, but then, you know, they got Vergara, and, you know, <laughs> there are where they are right now. But uh, but like I said, very few, very few guys that are outside, you know, the circle actually do well in Mexico as far Mohamed, as coaching. Mohamed, too, didn't he? He played in Toros and Monterrey and America. So, I mean, he's also like another, you know, he's not really an outside. Exactly. So, other than that, and that's probably the only reason why I would root for Pumas is because of uh, Memo Vasquez. Because, I mean, it's, it just seems like, you know, right now it's a kick a Mexican while they're down, you know, coaches. And there's a good one. If uh, Memo keeps coaching Pumas for the next, if... Uh, there needs to be an emergency. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Vasquez? Wasn't it Vasquez that coached uh, Cruz Azul in that final? America? Was it? No, who was it? Yeah, no, he, he, he lost he, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I mean, I mean, no, like I said, you know, those are the two guys that I'm rooting for. But other than that, I, I you know, Tuca, obviously, I'm not going to root against the guy. He's, you know, he's been been coaching in in Mexico for ages, and obviously, Pepe made his career in Mexico. You know, so. I wish those guys the best of luck, but I honestly, but I, I, I want, I want Ambriz and I want or or Vasquez to take it. Hey, what do you think of the coaches that took uh, Mexican teams to Libertadores final? I think uh, Miguel well, España had, was uh, one, right? Uh, no, you, you had Tena, you had Tena. Uh, Miguel España too, right? Didn't Miguel España took? Uh, Honorary Mexican. <laughs> no, no, no. You're talking, Azul, right? Oh, no, you're talking Unam in La Sudamericana. No, that was uh, Hugo, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Hugo. Uh, Miguel España. Hugo got Cruz. fired and Miguel España came Okay, out. okay, but Hugo, oh, Hugo, uh, Hugo, 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 no, in 2001 with Cruz Azul, it was uh, Tena. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, in you, Chivas was, what is it, Galindo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was Real, well, Real. Real took them to the final. That, that, that's right. Real, and obviously you have Tuca. Uh, as far as in the Copa, in the Copa Libert in Copa Sudamericana, you had Brailovsky with America. You had uh, Tena, Jorgitos uh, Mesa with Pachuca, Jesus, and you yeah. and you had uh, Miguel España with uh, with uh, with Unam. Hey, Pumas lost in uh, penalties, right? Yeah. And honestly, the guy, the guy that got the, if you remember, the guy I mean, that scored the winning uh, penalty should have been, he should have, he should have actually been ejected in the game. Uh, the goalkeeper, uh, 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 what is it, Abondancieri or something like that? Abondancieri. Abondancieri. Abondancieri because he actually he committed a foul, if I'm not mistaken, outside the box and stuff like that. So I mean, the guy should have been, he should have been out. And you know, I just I remember, you know, it's like Jesus, you know. That was a good game, though. It was a good game. I've got uh, Pumas and Tigres. Uh, Pumas because they have a much better defense than Leon. Much better. And they've only given up, what, three goals at home in ten games. That's pretty good. If, so, that's, if that's the case, Pumas will take the championship then. Cause, yeah, you know, I mean, they have a great defense. They always have. That's That Veron guy has been incredible. He's, he's one of the... You know, when I, when I think of, like, top five foreigners, he's, that, out of the past ten years, he's definitely on that list. He's, well, him and Da Silva for Toluca. Yeah. And Hasn't Dario Verón been in the Mexican League since, like, forever? Yeah, he's been there since, like, 04, I think. He's he, been there for yeah, well, he, was, he, was, he was part of the Mica Pionato. Yeah. Because they played in the Libertadores, and they, were, they liked him, so they, they plucked him. And I mean, he played in the in the quarterfinal against Spain and had a really good game. Because Spain won one zero. What is going on? Is, do we need to leave the room? I hear a lot of heavy breathing. Anyway, I think that's Ronnie. <laughs> no, I'm fine, dude. Anyway, that's uh, it. <laughs> he played in the quarterfinal and 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 held them to goalless because the goal they got was in a, on a penalty kick. But they had a really good game, and he had to come in as an emergency. Uh, substitution, well, not emergency, because of a red uh, card accumulation. So, yeah, it was, he did very well. And then the other side, I just think Tigres has way too much for Toluca. I think Toluca's a good team. They're not a great team. I think Tigres has the potential to be a great team. You know, as far as Gignac, uh, if, if things don't work out, that they had, I think they have really good depth. And they can bring in, I forget what his name is. And he's got a guy like uh, uh, Chirindrina to Put in the last 50. I mean, it's incredible how many goals that guy gets in the last 10 minutes of a game. It's just what a what a great uh, guy to go to. So he could definitely. It's Rafael Tobias. Is the yeah. other guy. Oh, Tobias. Yeah, he could turn it on whenever. And I think they also have a great defense. So those are mine. It'll be the stingiest final you'll ever see. Tigres and Pumas. It'll be. One nothing over two games easily. Bunker fest, huh? Uh, well, not a bunker fest. Just both guys play. You know, they don't take risks. They just play. They don't leave themselves exposed or try not to. <laughs> I saw the. Uh, 
the catchy newest uh, thread with holy posters. Oh. What did he say? No, it's what he posted. Oh, the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the picture. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> He he posts the weirdest photos. Dude. He does. Well, you know that explains the heavy breathing earlier. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm uh, just saying, you know. I was like, wow. Uh, so, oh. Excuse me. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. Anyone else have anything else to add tonight? Uh, hey, you know, I want to ask you guys what you think about Osorio meeting, meeting sitting down with uh, Carlos Reynoso and addressing uh, his criticism or having to sit down with him. Have Smart. they actually talked about what was discussed? They probably was it just speculation? No, there was. there's actual photo of them sitting down and eating at a restaurant in Mexico City. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm saying that, like, what the what they actually talked about. Like, has any of that been released or talked about? It probably won't be, and I and I highly doubt that Osorio would be as smug. I mean, uh, Reynoso would be as smug as he was during a press conference. Um, you know, uh, he, he may have a point that Osorio has um, a sort of a particular way of talking, I guess, but. Uh, you can say a lot. You can say a lot without having to say much. And uh, I don't know. I feel like some of these coaches are getting baited into just getting a soundbite, uh, just to pile on, to, and you know, and and to get the criticism going for Osorio because uh, apparently, you know, people were not satisfied with the way they played in Honduras. Um, and and you gotta you gotta sell some papers. You need some headlines. How on earth would they not be satisfied with that? Well. I, uh, it's, it's a I don't great know. question. It's a great question, isn't it? But uh, for some reason, you know, like the expectations are are what they are. And um, if Osorio didn't know what he was getting into, he's getting a sort of a crash course into um, how to Honestly, handle. Uh, does he even pay attention to that stuff? I have no idea. I, I don't think he does. He says he doesn't. But uh, there were there was talk about. The fact that he has uh, one or two people on his staff that um, are tasked with going through the press clippings and sort of gathering information as to what the the public opinion and how it's being shaped uh, regarding Osorio. So who knows? I mean, he may or may not care. I don't. I don't know. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, the guy started with two wins. He got six points. Um, there were some interesting things that we saw from the team. Uh, maybe some other things that weren't quite up to par, but uh, overall, I mean, um, I, I see a lot of room for growth for both him and uh, and the team. And uh, you know, I don't, I, I can't really find fault in in the way that the game was played in Honduras. Uh, at least I don't. I think, uh, and well, we went into this uh, during the last show, but. Uh, you know, they, they the team did what they had to do to win. They would they withstood uh, the pressure, and in the second half of that game, they 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 found a way to get the goals they needed, and that's at the end of the day, that's really what counts, at least in this scenario here with the national team. 
that you know some of the decisions that Osorio took were brilliant now in hindsight obviously because like <laughs> and, for example those are awful well you know the the two changes towards the end you know to get in two guys que tienen gambeteo that's brilliant you know because you put those guys in front of a defense that's Sir, already tired out constantial hey you know Becatito was going to come in it was obvious he was the main sub that was going to come in the Jurgen Dam was sort of well, let me let me ask you all this. This little meeting that they had was it publicized, or did someone just happen to take a picture of it? Uh, I think it was pub. Uh, no, it actually was publicized by uh, Veracruz. Seriously? Yeah. Why would they do that? Just to make sure everything's fine. Uh, well, that's not. On well, the isn't phone, Veracruz always been like a, like a Televisa quasi? No, because I'm hell. At one point, TV Azteca owned them. And then, you know, before that, it was that the doctor, uh, Rafael Herrera's... But it seems the like all the trouble that Medica players always ended up in Veracruz. Yeah. You know, that's true. Well, a lot of wine and women in Veracruz. It's dumping ground. It is. <laughs> I mean, I mean... Well, the, the guys should meet with every coach. And it shouldn't be publicized. It should, it should meet with every coach. Talk to him. He, he probably is. I, I think it'd be better if he just went to the training sessions. If he just spent a couple days with each team and you know got to see, uh, you know, talk to the coaches and and see the players train. I'm not sure how much he's going to get out of having dinner and wine with with you know someone like Reynoso. I mean, the guy's been around Mexican soccer for a long, long time, but he's never really been involved with the national team. So I'm not sure how much he's going to get out of that. But, uh, his, his coke, his coke addiction is probably what ruined his career. You know, that's probably that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I heard he was, I heard he was quite a party animal in uh, in his heyday. So, well, um, he turned down Real Madrid. Uh, he, apparently, he tr he turned down Real Madrid because he was uh, he was I think tag team in uh, Veronica Castro with the what's his name, El uh, Valdez. Loco Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> So he and honestly, I don't listen to you know I don't listen to all that you know TV novela crap and stuff like that. But I just read that in my one of my soccer, in my soccer magazines. So Juan's gonna say Cristian Castro is probably like an illegitimate son. Uh, well, yeah, it's either Loco Valdez or it's gonna be you know Carlos and Maestro Reynoso. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't. You know what? You could do a lot worse than that. I'm not gonna lie. You know, so honestly, that's what—that's probably what ruined his career or his chance for the national team. Because I mean, at one point he was—you know—he had that team in the early '80s with America. They were just on fire, you know. And then obviously Reynoso went to Tampico, did well over there in Tampico Madero. I think he went to two—he got to two finals. Um, I mean, he's had some good teams, but it's just. I, I just don't think that Reynoso really was able. I don't think he's ever really been able to manage his persona as a coach. You know what I mean? What well, kind of showed during uh, that press conference? What's that? It kind of showed during that press conference when he was asked about Osorio. Um, I'd like to see some of these coaches just have a little self restraint and tone down the cynicism because uh, I know cynicism is a huge part of Mexican humor. But I still I don't I don't know it just doesn't uh, 
you know, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't sit well with me. Well, I mean, I, I mean, well, take take Duca and Cardoso. I mean, uh, earlier today, Duca said, "I me da hueva hablar de Cardoso." He said something like that, you know. I right. mean, so I mean, ob obviously, it's either something like that or no comment, no comment. You know, like, you no, know, no, no comment. No comment's not gonna fly in Mexico. That that, not, that, that no, it's not. Yeah. That's definitely not. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I yeah. think that's what uh, Reynoso's been. I think he's a good coach, and I think you know he's been he was he's been able to coach t big teams and small teams. I just don't. I I just think that sometimes he thinks too. I still think he thinks like he's a player, and he he's he. I don't know for some reason he just you know he could have been a good he could have been a really really good coach. Yeah, that seems like uh, something he, that you know some players would 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 love about him. But it also could get you know could get in the way with you know with discipline issues if the players don't respect him in that sense. Well, I mean, obviously, when you got a coke, when you got a coke habit, you know, or an ex coke habit, I mean, obviously, that's going to carry you. Even though you may cleaned up your life, people are you know people remember th things like that. He's a horrific dresser, though. Yeah, he's not a good dresser <laughs> at all. Uh, what about Matosa? Doesn't says a lot about him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like also in that sense. He's Similar to Tomas. Now. <clears throat> you know, because Tomas Boy was kind of the. Because Reynoso, he was late 60s guy, right? No, Reynoso, well, yeah, Reynoso came into Mexico in 1970. Oh, so it was and early 70s. He, he, came into, he came with America in 1970, and he retired, I think, in 79, 78, something like that. Or maybe, or may, uh, like late 70s is basically when he retired. Right. Um,. Yeah, because that, that's when boys started playing, and they're very similar as far as how they played, and apparently very similar as coaches, because doesn't Tomas Boy have a massive drinky-drinky uh, problem in that? Isn't he uh, an alcoholic? Like a, yeah, you know, when Boy was with, uh, Los, uh, with Tigres, he... You no, know, I mean, he even was, as a coach, is he uh, a functioning pues, alcoholic? Pues tiene la jeta de borracho el güey. <laughs> he looks well, like go. he looks. Yeah, like he he looks, looks the part. Look. I mean, I, I'm I'm being dead serious. I mean, I've 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 heard that from many many people that he has uh, his wrist gets a workout. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe have maybe they both wrists. Then get the Popeye wrist, huh? Yeah. Anyway. So it's just uh, interesting that. Uh, they can't. Uh, but I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You know, obviously, boy hasn't won in Mexico, but you know, I mean, he's but he been, won as a player. Yeah, he did. He won as a player, a national team player, obviously. But I mean, I'll be honest, dude. His teams have been exciting to watch. They're pretty fun teams to watch. Like you know, when he was when you know, uh, obviously with Atlas, uh, that was they were pretty fun to watch. Uh, also with Morelia, remember those brawls with against Cruz Azul. Man, he hated Hugo Sancho. Hated him as a player. Just, I think it was jealousy. Well, I'm sure it was. I mean, the dude could have easily have gone anywhere. He was. I mean, as a kid, you don't really know what a midfielder does because you're just watching the guy score goals. Well, he, you knew what he did. I mean, it was, it was impressive. He was a great player. Great player. You know when they I scouted. Mean, you know when they scouted Hugo. 
if I'm not mistaken, they were actually scouting for Wendy. What's his name? Wendy. Wendy Sabal. That's who. The, that's who they were scouting in. Uh, well, you know the history now. Yeah. But yeah, boy, boys, he's. I don't know. I, I think he's. I mean. They tolerated each other at the World Cup because Boyle was the captain, as he should have been, and the the ten. So, and Hugo, you know, I guess what it was is because that team took a year off and went and played all over the world. But Hugo could only join them during the the breaks that he had. They didn't have Fecha Fifa back then. Yeah. So, I think there was a lot of resentment, not just from him. But from the other players as well. Well, keep in mind, Tena should have been on that team. Uh, you know, Capitan. You start with, that, the, with the BS about the the shoe. Yeah, exactly. There's exactly. no. Yep. There's no Mexico, validity that. Mexico. You know, best. it was because he was banging somebody he wasn't supposed to be banging. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm no. dead serious. Is Carraga's daughter or something? Yeah, somebody. Somebody. He was. Taking junior swimming in a forbidden pool. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it absolutely. Well, keep in mind to give the excuse. Oh, well, he's he's got he's a Nike guy, and we're Adidas, and we're not. Come on, all you have to do is put tape on that, and it's done. No. Well, keep in mind, he. Was, I mean, if he did something, you know, to America or to the president or to the club owner, he would have. He he still was a Medica player for a couple of years after that, and then not to mention he coached him. Hey, Ronnie, you got a cold, huh? That's uh, what I'm saying. They said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna let you keep your career, but the World Cup ain't happening until we we get the here. DNA test. Make that's sure right. It's not yours. That's right. That's <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, so you guys um, think uh, Cuauhtémoc did that to La Volpe's daughter as well, or one of his daughters? No, I no, think that, that was that was she married to uh, Carlos, Carlos Vela as well. No, that's Chiquis. Chiquis Garcia. You know, the Carlos uh, Vela thing is, you know, I think it was a mutual parting of ways. I think that he, I mean, he would definitely was. I, honestly, I think this is between. I think with Carlos Vela, I think he's a flamer, and people knew his. You know, people just were going to rat him out. This guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't uh, think so because he likes the ladies. No, nah, he's a little too metrosexual for me. No, no, he's with him, Masa, and that. Uh, no, listen, that, listen, uh, no, hey, hey, listen. I'm telling you, you know, they they rag on Ugo that you know that Ugo would speak like a Spaniard. No, he didn't speak like Spaniard. He, I mean, obviously, he picked up some of the terms and stuff like that, like "oye macho," you know, "oye tío," stuff like that. But with with Carlos Vela. Watch some YouTube videos. He actually talks like a goddamn like a Spaniard. Dude, he's he's has been out of Mexico for what well, same well, same time same with Gio. Gio doesn't do it. Chicharito hey, does that. Does that Cancun? Yeah, Chicharito doesn't do it. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't agree with that. Rafa I don't notice any sort of difference he's in his. Yeah, he doesn't exactly sound super eloquent. Rafa, he's he, you could. I'm not saying he sounds Spanish, but. But like I'm just saying that perhaps uh, some of these guys just. And who cares if he does? 
Why is that? Yeah. yeah. Why, why yeah. the Mexican police got to come out of nowhere, man? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? The, the Guadalajara and the Michoacan accents, I think they're, mu they're much more distinct and different from the Spaniard accent if you compare it to, like, uh, the Cancun accent. So are, are they saying that they're genetically predisposed of speaking with the best bent syndrome? No, I'm saying they're dumb. I'm saying they're dumb. I'm saying they're dummies. No, man. Isn't the Cancun accent? It's more, you know, that that coastal accent. Uh, uh, is it more? Is it more Wilbur? Wilburish? <laughs> it may be. It may be a little bit softer. They they tend to have a like a built-in lisp already, which is what the Spaniard has. Uh, no. But again, who cares? Honest. Not too pronounced. I mean, listen to y'all. Like except for Ronnie, because he's got his. Houston accent. I mean, all all y'all sound like where you live. Well, yeah, that's how that's how Arizona sounds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you, you sound like a talking cactus. Sounds like Joe Arpaio. I mean, all y'all have a certain kind of accent. I mean, it's it's like Pern Pern's got that Phoenix accent. Yeah, it's there like is no that. such thing as a Phoenix there, accent. Man. There's I definitely don't know what he's talking about. West Coast accent. <laughs> No this, is a, this is a Brooklyn accent, okay? <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> well, we apparently uh, wants to get the essay accent. Hey, oh, Holmes. You know what you talk about, Holmes? Yeah. There was a while where I was, you know, I had fetishes with, you know, cholas in their accent. I don't know why. You don't know why? I don't sure. know why. Yeah. I went to in, in Houston. Golly. A days in that one of the sheets was written in uh, in Sharpie. It said, Cholas Locas Forever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have Sharpies for their, like, eyeliners and shit like that. Well, I don't know. It was written in the sheets. I don't know how long it had been written there. All right, gentlemen, this looks like a good place for us to wrap it up. We've done about 90 minutes or so, so that's good. Awesome. When is our next show? What do you guys think? Wednesday? No, yeah, same, same time, same hour. Hey, hey, we should do a show... Uh, well, Wednesday night's fine. I won't be able to host, but uh, I can do Wednesday. Hey, we should resolve our show, our showman, our entertainment, uh, the professional versus the showman uh, on Wednesday as well. <laughs> That'll be a good discussion. Okay. Like of games is Thursday though. Yeah, that's true. Well, we were supposed to do it last night, but nobody showed up and nothing. It's like like media after the game. I think, uh, yeah, if there's games Thursday, I'm, I'm up for Thursday. Uh, yeah. Or if you guys are. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, same here. Wednesday or Thursday. Because the last game's at 9, so it'll be at 11. Is that, is that too late for you? I'm down. Because people. It's like Contacto Deportivo, you know, the new style. The, the game starts at 9? The level 9 Central, which would be 10. The other we, one. You do it, uh, yeah, if we do it 9 Central. You can watch the game and sort of like game companion it, whatever. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, it would be like ten for me. Oh, yeah. 
that's fine. Yeah, the same time as always, but we would, you know, we we talk whatever, and then we, you know, watch the game at the same time. It's in a little play-by-play. Yeah. Oh man, I'll be like El Perro Barbudo. Viene, viene, no sé quién. Goal! Just make, <laughs> just make sure you beep out a lot of things, because I cuss like a sailor, especially well, when I watch. Oh, and beep out the heavy breathing too. Thank you. Well, luckily the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> must America be the first swallowing a sailor. <laughs> I'm lying down, okay. All right, gentlemen. Uh, it's been a pleasure. The little kid is singing. Nice. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Put your kids in bed, man. I'm sorry, man. It's uh, it's it's about that time. <laughs> we should end every show like that. Nice, nice.